0: That's D R I Z L Y dot com today. You're listening to hashtag nofilter with Zach Peter. It is the holiday season, everybody, and I am the gift that just keeps on giving every week. And here to give with me. To you is my dear friend, Marie Nowaki. That's fun to say. I like that. That is very, very fun to say. How are you?
1: I'm really good. Thank you for having me on today.
0: Thank you for, for coming in and co-hosting host Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter with me.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: Our drink of the week this week is a peppermint martini. It is made with organic vanilla vodka by True Vodka. Fresh coconut water with coconut cream and just a drop of peppermint extract. It's very fun and very festive. Perfect for the holidays, low in sugar, low in calories. It's very, very good and good for you. And today I'm really excited because we have a return guest. She is the founder of lovesuccessfully.com. She's a love expert. She's a couples counselor. She's a dating coach. And she's going to be teaching us how to navigate the holidays and our relationships. And for those of you that are newly single and brokenhearted and are pounding down the ice cream right now, she's going to help you heal that broken heart. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Samantha Burns.
2: Thank you so much, Zach. And that drink sounds absolutely delicious.
0: (laughs) It is. I wish I
2: was there with you guys, tipping on that right now.
0: It is yummy. It's delicious. How are you? I feel like it's been so long since I've chatted with you on hashtag no filter with Zach Peter.
2: I know I'm good thanks. I actually just celebrated a birthday and had I had a I had a signature cocktail that was a uh, hot chocolate with peppermint schnapps so not too dissimilar to what you're Ooh, drinking right now yes. but yeah things are things are good on my end. I just got home from work seeing some dating clients and I'm currently changed into leopard print pajama bottom.
0: Oh, fun.
2: The benefit of taking a call like this uh, across <laughs> the
0: country. <laughs> yes. So you're you're hooking people up and getting people laid? Is that is that fair to say?
2: It is. Although rather than getting people laid, I would like to say I'm helping them find love fun, and genuine love. connection. Yes. But... I just launched last week in Boston um, something I'm calling Love Successfully Singles, which is an elite dating group for high-quality people looking for high-quality partners, and I'm Ooh. going to be hosting events, and I actually developed a dating matchmaking survey, so everyone interested is for people between 26 to 49, employed, college-educated at least, Uh, looking for a serious commitment, and so I created a survey that, with the help of my husband's awesome Excel skills, he helped me create an (laughs) algorithm that's going to help me match people up.
0: Yes, that's what I need to come to Boston for that, right?
2: I know you do, but uh, maybe one day, Zach, it will grow and I can help people in all different cities.
0: I sure hope so. You know what, Sam? I've actually, since you were last on the show, I've kind of embraced being single, and I've been kind of having the burners going, and and you know, I've been enjoying myself and playing the field and dating and going on dates. Some good, some good. bad.
2: Dating should be fun. It's
0: kind of fun it's fun once i get out there and do it but right and just remind yourself
2: the most that you're a catch so the most of what you're like you're gonna be with someone so now is the time to just enjoy the singledom
0: i love it well marie's not single she's in a relationship a committed relationship
2: yeah for two and a half years now you go girl yeah (laughs) locked it down in in a good
1: direction definitely we're actually moving in together this month Oh my gosh, that's huge. Yeah. Wait, like
0: you have your own place now, or what's going on?
1: We're house hunting on Saturday.
0: Oh, like you're getting your... Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're moving out of the frat house?
2: Finally. <laughs> that's big. Definitely, so... Have you lived with a significant other before? No, this is a first, so big steps. Is there anything you're worried about?
1: Um, Not really, because I know his family really well, and we've done holidays together, and I've essentially lived with him for a year, kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. You know, crashing <laughs> in the frat house. Um, so I'm actually pretty excited, but one thing I'm a little worried about is not having my own space.
2: Because like,
0: usually uh, I can leave
2: and go to my apartment.
0: Right. You know? right.
2: So I, I think that one of the things when you live with someone that you might realize is a lot of people need their own time when they get home from work to decompress where they don't just want to immediately you know, be talking to someone or they want their own downtime. So it's kind of like if you guys can find your own thing, whether that means one person's at the gym or you get to come home and zone out with a TV show before you go and cook dinner together, like figuring out kind of what to do so that you're meeting your own needs.
1: Definitely. I think that I'll do that by taking the dog on a (laughs) walk so I can get my
2: exercise in for the day and my own time. That's perfect. Exercise and dogs. That it, sounds like a good plan.
0: It's funny. So over the weekend I was watching this design show and it was this couple, they were going apartment shopping and they were they were in Amsterdam and the apartments there are so tiny it would be awful to live with somebody in Amsterdam. Side note. But <laughs> I was watching it and I'm like, Oh my god, now I want to be in a relationship just to go like house hunting with somebody but then I was like, But I don't want to actually live with them yet. That <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the house hunting part just looks fun.
1: Just go house hunting and never sign a (laughs) lease.
0: There you go. Never have to commit. Okay, Sam. So I have some questions that people have sent in about some of their concerns. Since it's, you know, we we have uh, holiday celebrations coming up, holiday parties or get togethers with the family. um, And there are a lot of concerns about like what to buy people or what, you know, how to introduce them to family or or nerves about introducing them to family that I want to get to with you.
2: Sure, let's
0: hear it. Okay, so let's get to it. So the first question is uh, how to make it through the holidays when you're newly single and heartbroken. Okay, I actually know the story behind this one. It's a friend of mine. She kind of led this guy on for probably about two and a half months. She wasn't really interested in him, but enjoyed going on dates with him. And then eventually she's like, it's really not going anywhere. I'm totally leading this guy on. He already wants to buy me something for Christmas. And I just need to end this. So she ended it with him. And now she's really sad about it. And she's like heartbroken as if she was totally invested in this guy. And I'm like, you're a psychopath. What Does it sound do-
2: like she's more sad Because now she's alone or sad because she's missing this guy and feels like it was a mistake.
0: She says it's because she's missing him. But I think it's more of the idea that Mm -hmm. now she felt like she had somebody, but she didn't really want to be with him. But she liked the comfort of being in a relationship or dating somebody. And now that she doesn't have that, I feel like maybe she feels like she's losing hope a bit It's
1: almost like she's missing the idea of him
0: more
2: than she's missing him.
0: I think that's what it is, because I don't think she was that into him. Yeah, well.
2: (laughs) Right. And so I think we tend to reminisce with rose-colored glasses about our ex or our relationship. And so this holiday season, I want singles to identify what they're not going to miss about that person, because I'm sure— especially if you've been dating them through multiple holiday seasons and long-term relationships, there were likely traditions and things that you did not enjoy about this time of year. And I actually wrote an article that was published recently on the website, your tango. And it was called, it was called eight freaking awesome reasons being single during the holidays rock. So I just was, I thought (laughs) they were fun and I'm just going to go through them quickly with you because some of them, um, they're true. So, number one being, you don't have to pretend to like a gift that this person picked out for you and was so wrong. Number two, you don't have to feel obligated to go to the painfully awkward holiday company party. Number three, you don't have to stress out about meeting the parents, or you don't have to pretend to like the parents that actually drive you nuts.
0: Ah.
2: Number four... You have more money in your pocket to spend on yourself. Always nice. Mm-hmm. Always nice. Number five, you can be on your own schedule, and you can also indulge in self-care and treat yourself.
0: I like that.
2: Number six, you get to spend quality time with your friends instead of splitting the time with your partner's friends that you don't really know or like. Mm-hmm. Number seven, you can attend one of the fun singles parties because there's so many this time of year and each city does their own one. So I you a give story city... about that. Okay. <laughs>
0: I'll um, wait though.
2: Okay and then number eight is take the opportunity to be alone now before it's too late because this is temporary. Enjoy it while you can. Um, it's time to tune into your own needs because the rest of your life you're probably going to be putting someone else's needs first so be selfish.
0: Do you miss any of that, Marie? I'm, well, I'm kind of
1: a serial monogamist where I'm constantly in a relationship. I think the longest time I've been single is three months. Wow. So, and that's
2: since I was like 14.
0: Wow. So,
2: have you had any awkward holiday experiences, whether uh, it's... Oh, certainly. Oh,
0: certainly.
1: (laughs) And I can recognize that it was very good that i broke up with that person (laughs) Uh
0: so sam i have a really good question um about gift giving especially i think this one's more of like in new relationships Mm -hmm. okay so this one says does the gift i receive equate to how much i mean to my significant other
2: my reaction is just absolutely not in big giant caps letters okay um so many people, I think, equate the amount that they spend with how much they love their partner, and that's just absurd, right? right. Love is an emotion. So when it comes to the holidays, we can't monetize love, and we can't materialize right. love. So no material gift in the world can represent how much you love someone, except if you can afford a big-ass engagement ring. No.
0: Damn straight. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but it's kind of like, I think so many people feel pressure to spend a ton of money, whether to do to outdo themselves from the year before or pressure from friends. And I think you really need to hit pause on that and ask you if spending a ton of money for a gift aligns with your values and makes sense for you. Um, I also think that makes sense for wedding planning, and so many people are going to be getting engaged during the holidays that I see them and I work with clients to do this, to go out and, you know, max out credit cards and try to throw these giant weddings that don't quite make sense um, when they're entering into a new relationship or a new marriage. So I think really kind of reflect and tell yourself the gift I'm about to give has is just supposed to be sentimental. It doesn't have to kind of equal the way that you feel for someone.
0: Okay, I like that. So then that that brings the question, what do you buy your significant other as a gift? What's an appropriate gift to give?
2: Sure. I think also if it's a new relationship, each person, right, I think the longer you're with someone, the more appropriate it is to spend more money. But I also think you get to a point in your relationship where you know how you feel about each other. And sometimes you're saving for things like buying a house and you choose not to buy each other gift and that's okay so i think going with something sentimental or an inside joke or an experience that you can enjoy yeah. together so um my husband the first year we were dating he planned just the most romantic day for us to celebrate the holidays and he took me ice skating at an iconic rink in boston and then we warmed up with a couple's massage followed by dinner and he He seriously got a horse-drawn carriage ride that took us around the city looking at the historic sites, Um, and he is totally an overachiever for that. So if someone only plans one portion of this, I think that's awesome. So whether it's a couple's massage, a weekend away in a nearby city, or even a staycation, um, a cooking class together, wine tasting, something that you're doing something together, Mm -hmm. I think, especially early on in the relationship where you can just go and further get to know each other is probably a better gift than shelling out, you know, money on jewelry or other kind of, you know, expensive electronics, all I that.
0: Totally stuff. I agree. Really,
1: yeah. Well, you're creating memories that way. Right. And especially in a new relationship, a lot of the times you see when people break up they, you yeah. know, return the box of gifts of mm-hmm. what they've gotten. So if you're in a new relationship, why wouldn't I'm you? Like, want fuck it?
0: that. I'm gonna keep it
1: <laughs> Same. I wasn't saying <laughs> But yeah, the experiential gifts and like one of my favorite gifts that yeah, I got is I was
0: gonna ask you that. Uh,
1: Zach painted me a picture. And just hold on,
0: I want to clarify because people always get confused. (laughs) Different Marie's boyfriend's name is Zach. People always get confused.
1: (laughs) Zachary, I'll call him Zachary. (laughs) Zachary painted me a picture of a martini glass that had my sorority's name on it. And that's one of my favorite gifts because it's something that he put his time and effort into. And we went out to like a nice dinner and he gave it to me there. And you know, like that's just so sweet and thoughtful. I don't need him to go to Tiffany and buy yeah. a necklace or something. That yeah.
2: is really sweet. Do they have out there? I think they do. We have something called Sky Zone here. yeah is yes. like a yes. trampoline park. So much fun. Um, I just think that is such a fun date or could be a fun way to incorporate that into like a day of activities together. Yeah, and then
1: no, even totally. like going to a dinner like Korean barbecue or something that's interactive and you're moving and doing something to stay right. engaged. Yeah, I'm Fondue. definitely
0: Yeah, I'm definitely more of an experience more than like a dollar amount spent on me. If anything, yeah. a dollar like expensive gifts make me uncomfortable.
1: Like do you think that it's appropriate to put a limit on the amount that you can spend for your significant other?
2: I think that that's a good – but yeah, that could be yeah. a fun topic to talk about with them beforehand because nothing feels more uncomfortable than someone spending a lot of money on you and then you not really equally reciprocating.
0: Yeah. Okay, so this next question – is about introducing the boyfriend or girlfriend to the family, Sam. Okay. It says, "I'm nervous about introducing my new boyfriend slash girlfriend to my family. Why do I care so much, and how can I work on this?"
2: Sure. So you care because you're likely close to your family, so you really value their opinion. Your family is someone who knows you the best in the entire world, True. and they likely, you know, and they likely envision you dating a certain type of person or they expect your partner to have certain qualities and nothing's really worse than feeling tension between them and being pulled in opposite directions when they're not getting along right um so i think if this is the first season or holiday season that you're bringing someone home to introduce them uh if you want your family stamp of approval i suggest that you let them know in advance what you like about this person, how he or she makes you feel. You don't want to be showing up with a mystery man. You want to let your family know in advance so that they're already um, kind of predestined to like you because they right. just want to see you happy. Uh, so I think that that way they're excited to meet this person that's you know making their son or daughter so happy. And then the other tip is we like people who like us. So things like giving compliments.
0: Oh, I love and... compliments. Mm-hmm. Give them to me and... all day.
2: Well, as soon as someone gives you a compliment, you like that person. They just made you feel good. Okay, so... I need
0: to, I need to have a guilty confession moment with you, Sam, okay? Go
2: ahead.
0: I was at a holiday party, mm-hmm. and I maybe kind of led someone on because I was getting a lot of compliments, and it was... I was totally not interested and it was totally bad and inappropriate, but I I just like when you feed my ego and then when you give me alcohol on top of it, I mean why not? Is that bad, Sam? Lay well, it to me straight. So give it to what me they straight.
2: Did do, do they ask you out? No. I shut okay. it down.
0: I was like, no. Well
2: you shut it down, but I mean there's there's a genuine compliment and then there's leading someone on. So and it sounds like maybe border borderline leading them on. I know, I'm bad. at But that. at least you didn't agree to go out with them and then, like, ignore them when they texted you.
0: True. I've done, oh my God, I've done that too. It could
2: have been so much worse. Yeah, I've you've also so texted hard.
1: me being like, I don't want to go on this date. <laughs> <I'm> like,
0: <laughs> I know, just get I know. Dressed. <laughs> I'm so bad. Okay, so, so what so, happens? What so happens? Yeah, go sorry. ahead. No, go ahead. I was just
2: going to say that, you know, so since people like it when they're complimented, um, people also like when others feel familiar. So I think your job as, you know, the the person bringing your new partner to the family, you need to prep them ahead of time and give them maybe a few things, little bits of knowledge about what your parents like, what they're into, their hobbies are, or highlight some things you have in common. So that when you go, you're able, you know, the new person is able to maintain a conversation and yeah. even flatter them. Um, And also show up with a small gift, like some handmade dessert or a little flower, just something to show that you're thoughtful and, you know, interested in making a good impression.
0: Absolutely. I say there Mm -hmm. are three things you should always show up to a party with. One is a gift. The best gift to bring is alcohol or like some sort of food type of gift, like a dessert or something. The second is a friend that can drag you out if things ever go wrong or if you get drunk and things get bad. And the third thing is an escape plan. Um, Like some sort of tentative plans that maybe happen later on in the night or something that you say you have to do later on that gives you the option to opt out of the party early and it's not unexpected um, so that, you know, if you ever need a bounce, like you get drunk and make a fool of yourself and you're like, oops, I got to go.
1: And even if you're with your family and maybe – they are just being really vocal about the fact that they don't like who you brought home, being yes. able to say, We have other plans to go do this because I know that my parents love giving their opinion. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're going to hear. Yeah.
0: So, Sam, what happens when your family doesn't like your boyfriend or girlfriend? What do you do then?
2: So, it's interesting. There was a psychologist who wrote a book about, I think it's called 30 Love Lessons. And in this book, He asked love experts who were people 65 and older who had been in failed and successful relationships and marriages for many years, and he said, you know, how do you know when someone's the one? And the experts said it's more difficult to know who the one is, but it's easier to identify kind of warning signs that it's not the one. And through the research, they found there were three main warning signs, one of which was that... When your family and friends do not like your partner, that is a huge predictor of divorce or failed relationship. So it's pretty serious if your family doesn't like the person that you're bringing home. So I think it's your job to ask the family and have them reflect on what is it that they don't like. For example, is it something about your partner's personality or is it something that they don't like how you behaved around this person? Mm. And then the other thing is when we're falling in love with someone, our brain is like a love potion producing a bunch of chemicals such as dopamine and or adrenaline, and these make us giddy and excited and almost blind us to someone's flaws. So your parents aren't falling in love, so they can see this person very clearly, and I'm curious, what are they picking up that maybe you're missing? You know, is there validity to, what, to their concerns, or are they just being controlling?
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: Yeah, because I mean, your parents do like have years on years of experience with you, so yeah. it, I think it's they important know you the best to take it into account. But I mean, ultimately, you're the one in the relationship too,
2: so it's like walking that line. And if they're really, if they really don't like this person, and you you feel like this person's the one, and you want to marry them, I think it's important to say, "Listen, I understand that you're not their biggest fan. This is the first time you met." can you do me a favor and spend some more time with them before you write them off and just keep an open mind um definitely you know and just ask them to to get on board and and the more you talk about how you're so happy with that person your parents want you to be happy your family wants you to be happy and so the the more kind of you express them about what's going well the more they're likely to be on board but if you're there complaining about everything and are calling them every time something's going wrong, they're probably not going to like your partner.
0: True. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sam. So let's talk about holiday parties, okay? Ooh,
1: that's, a, that's <laughs> an interesting topic.
0: So would you say that work holiday parties are an appropriate place to find new dates?
2: What's that saying? Don't dip your pen in the company ink.
0: Ooh, I haven't heard that one.
2: Yeah, I've, yeah. I've heard that. <laughs> so... I am skeptical because unless you think you could potentially marry this person and you're serious about dating him or her with your best intentions, I'd steer clear of the potential mess. Uh, because when you you have to be okay with people getting involved in mm-hmm. your love life since you're the one bringing it. work right, Um, and that doesn't necessarily go over well especially at the beginning of a relationship right Uh, some companies are really big so you could work in two different departments and you only see each other maybe once a year at the holiday party that I feel is much more appropriate than if it's someone who is in your department that you work on the same team and have to see every day
1: yeah and I think it's important to clarify date versus hookup because yes the drunken holiday party hookup is a thing
0: yeah
2: yeah in which case are you going to want to have to stare at that person every day i know for the next years i actually had a good friend who was started dating someone at her company and it got really serious but she didn't want to feel like people like she was getting special treatment or have people involved so she actually ended up switching companies and left the job because she was serious about the dating, but she just didn't feel comfortable doing it at the same company.
0: Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Sam, what about, are, are holiday parties an appropriate place to bring new dates? Because we talked about introducing new dates or new potential lovers to the family, but what about coworkers?
2: Sure. I think that you can only bring someone to a work party if you have an established and exclusive relationship. So you need to be comfortable using the term boyfriend and girlfriend when you're introducing them. Otherwise, you're like, oh, hi, this is my uh, friend. Friend. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't sound professional and it doesn't make you look like committed and you want to be viewed in the best light at work. So if it's a new relationship, by all means bring them. If it's just someone you're unsure about and don't even know if you know, you're going to ask them out again, and I, I wouldn't show up with them as a date.
0: Okay. And now we have a segment that we do on the show every week, which you might remember. It's called Swipe Left, Swipe Right. And I want to do a holiday do's and don'ts edition of Swipe Left, Swipe Right. Are you are you in, Sam?
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm game. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So for everybody that uh, doesn't know about Swipe Left, Swipe Right, or Marie or Sam, if you don't remember, Swipe Left means no, not digging it, and Swipe Right means yes, I am all for it. All right. Are you ready? So ready. Okay. So I'll start and then I'll go Marie and then Samuel will close it out. Okay. So okay. the first one is re-gifting. To re-gift or not to re-gift. I say, I don't think it's always nice, but I'm totally guilty. So I'm going to swipe right.
1: I mean, I have to swipe right, but I I definitely label who gave me all my gifts that I want to re-gift and put them in a drawer. Oh, so I that's don't smart.
0: re-gift
2: to the person who gave it to me.
0: Okay. Sam, re-gifting Good. left or right? All right.
2: I say swipe right, but yes, just make sure you're not re-gifting to the same person. I've definitely done that with bottles of wine before, and (laughs) it's very uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Tis the season to get tipsy. Is it a good idea to drink up to survive holiday festivities, especially around the family? I'm going to say... Swipe left. I think you should get a couple glasses of wine, a couple drinks is fine, but when you get really tipsy, that's when it's, like, cause for disaster. So I'm left. Well,
2: that's when it's called drunk and no longer tipsy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's
1: like, I would swipe right if it's just tipsy, Tipsy. but, I mean, it is never a good idea to get, like, stumbling drunk or blackout around people.
0: Always a slippery slope. Oh, yeah, no. Sam and
2: I agree right for a drink or two left for anything more than that especially if you are the new significant other going to meet the yes best. oh
0: yes you don't want to make a bad impression mm-hmm. okay third one uh price caps is it okay to put a limit on how much you spend on each person is it good or bad I think if it's budget wise swipe right if it's not budget wise and it's more of like I don't like you, so I'm going to spend less money on you, and I'm only going to spend, like, 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. That's not very nice. (laughs) Left. Okay, Marie?
1: Uh, Definitely swipe right, especially if, like, you're in a relationship and it's either new or you're saving for something. I think it's just a really good idea because that way you know one person's not going to get their feelings hurt, you know?
2: But,
0: yeah. Sam?
2: And I also say swipe right because if you have lots of friends or families, let's be real, how do you afford all of that? Um, and everything else going on for the holidays.
0: That's true. It's smart to budget. Okay, last two. I think we already kind of covered on the show, but we can we can swipe through them. Mm-hmm. First one is uh, hooking up for the holidays. Good idea or most likely to regret? I'm going to swipe left. Most likely to regret.
1: Oh, totally swipe left. 100%. You will regret it. Blast.
0: Left, yeah, unanimous left. Okay, show up to a holiday party empty-handed. I'm totally left on this. I think you should always show up with something, whether it's something small, a bottle of wine you could never go wrong with.
1: I agree, 100% left. It is nothing hard to do, to go buy a bottle of wine, buy a box of cookies.
0: I always bring organic vodka like we're drinking today in studio, (laughs) and I get made fun of so much.
1: Well, people appreciate it. It tastes really good, and it's good for you.
0: (laughs) Yes, Sam?
2: Uh, I don't remember which one was right or left, but you should not show up empty-handed. Or you just said buy a box of cookies. I see people do those, you know, they go and they spend a day and they make like a hundred cookies and put them in little tins and they kind of just bring them around to different functions and parties. I think that's always a cute
0: idea. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for calling in today, Sam. I am so happy we got to chat with you again. What are your Twitter handles for everybody?
2: So I'm at love underscore expert underscore Sam, but I'm much more active on Instagram and Facebook with the handle at love
0: successfully. All right, everybody go follow Sam and check out lovesuccessfully.com. Thank you so much, Sam. Everybody have a wonderful holiday weekend. Thank you, Marie.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Don't forget to listen to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter every Wednesday on iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe and follow me at Just Plain Zach across all social media platforms. I'll be back next week because, you know, I love you and you love me too. Bye.